Welcome to our podcast. We are beloved daughters of Christ, and this is At The Well. Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast at The Well. We are joining you as usual. I'm Erica, Rachel, and Alex. And we wanted to welcome you to this last episode of season two. Don't worry, you won't have to wait too long for season three. In this episode, we're going to be talking about what we learned in this season of growth and especially how that related to growth during pandemic. So as always, we'll begin in prayer, our sister Rachel, to lead us in prayer. Thanks, Erica. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for a wonderful season of growth. We thank you for all the graces that you've conferred on all of us during this time to be able to share our faith, share your word, and share love with everyone who's listened to us during this time. We also want to thank you, Lord, for all the love that you've been able to show us through each other and through those that we've been able to share this podcast with and from our listeners who have sent us messages and given us feedback. We thank you for all that love that has come around and been given out during this time. We ask, Lord, that in this episode, you continue to form us and to prune us and to shape us into the instruments that you want us to become. We say yes to you, Lord. We say yes to the mission that you've sent us on, and we say yes to what your will is for us in our lives. And through the words that our Lord Jesus Christ taught us, we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Rach. Yeah, so just as Erica was saying, this is our last episode in season two, uh, where we really tried to focus on this journey and theme of growth in a whole bunch of different areas in our lives. And I think uh, something that's interesting is when we were planning this season, we were Um, in the pandemic. (laughs) Uh, But I don't think we were anticipating to be in a lockdown for most of this season. So we weren't expecting the specific circumstances. I think we actually had an episode within the past year, Expect the Unexpected. We've all definitely had certain things that have stuck out to us. So that's what we kind of want to dive into a bit more. And just like Erica also said, we won't have to wait that long until we launch season three, because we will be looking to launch a in the fall. Um, And we do have a lot of plans, especially with, you know, things resuming and opening up. We're hoping that once it's safe, we can do some things in person. Um, And we have a lot of ideas and we're continuing to think up and brainstorm things. So we will be resuming season three in the fall. We won't be completely absent or anything like that. We'll still be on social media. And if you do have any ideas or want to hear certain topics or 
want to hear about certain things, please send us a message. We love hearing from you guys wherever you are. We love hearing your responses or even just things that you want to talk about because that's what we're here. This podcast formed from a friendship of talking, so it will continue. So going into just some of the thoughts and areas we've had of growth in our seasons throughout this season of growth, Um, and reflecting specifically on the pandemic. Erica, did you want to start us off with some of your reflections? Sure, Alex. So one of the things that came to mind when I was reflecting on just the year, um, the season, and, and what life felt like during the pandemic was the idea that even if God allows things to be torn down, it is only so that they can be built up. And I can think of just countless examples of how this year in my life, probably in a similar way to to the lives of you listening, I can think of many ways that this year seemed to mark the tearing down of projects and plans in my life. Maybe some of you uh, experienced that in a similar way, that when the news of the lockdown hit, things were closing, there was a huge sense of loss. And I think in my own life, in the life of my family, To some degree, it felt like certain plans had to be torn down or put on hold. There could have been plans for what we wanted that year. Um, In in my work life, there could have been plans for things I intended to accomplish in my ministry that just were not going to come to fruition anymore. And it seemed like God was really saying, if these things are going to be torn down, then they are just so that he can build them up in a stronger and more fruitful way. And that really led me to be able to see the beauty of abandonment in all of this. I definitely heard that word a lot in the spiritual life, but it was through this past year especially that St. Therese of Lisieux really befriended me through some books I was reading about her and talks I was listening to about her. And she was helping me see more and more every day. Um, The more I abandon my plans to Jesus, to Mary, the more it will feel like God is always blessing me with suffering if that sounds possible but blessing me with suffering so so that he can keep teaching me perseverance and keep teaching me how to love him better and how to forget myself more yeah lots to meditate on it was it was a a very interesting time and I think just in terms of resiliency definitely the pandemic taught probably taught a lot of us not to take so many realities for granted Right now that we can begin to slowly maybe have those realities, it's important to kind of savor them as the privileges come back. I remember this past weekend, I had the first family party with my whole family, which is actually 12 people, my immediate family. And at one point, I just stopped and thought about how long it's been since all 12 of us, all the kids and all the strollers combined, we all got together. And I just had to stop and really savor that. So I hope that pandemic, as it begins to kind of resolve and the cases begin to go down, it will really teach me to to savor the things that God wants to build up again in my life. What about you, Rich? Yeah, I I'm hearing what you're saying. And I think about you mentioned the word abandonment for you has really been kind of replaying during this time. And for me, I think the word has been surrendering and just a real time of surrendering everything to God. And I just think about this period as a time where everything just slowed down. It was like rushing at 100 miles per hour every day. You feel like sometimes you don't have moments to catch your breath. And the pandemic just kind of put a whole halt to everything. And all the plans, as you mentioned, that you had and 
all of the things that you were responsible for is just kind of, well, what do I do now? And this time has really been a time of really focusing on what are the things that I need to be looking at in my life interiorly. So as opposed to the things that I'm always constantly doing on the exterior, felt like it was the Lord asking me to focus on what was going on inside. What are the things that I am holding on to? What are the things that I am grasping at? And what are the things that he wants me to do? And I almost feel like that time of contemplation and reflection during this pandemic, there wouldn't have normally been an opportunity for contemplation and reflection in the amount that we were able to do during this time. I felt like everything in normal life always happens at such a faster pace that I wouldn't have given it so much priority as I have had to give it during this time. And I am thankful for it. I'm so grateful for it because it's allowed me almost this moment of realizing that I don't have control and that I'm not the one in charge of what I'm supposed to do next. And it's taught me that I really do need to allow God to be moving and the Holy Spirit to be moving as opposed to Rachel to be moving all the time. And so and so I am grateful for the opportunity that God's given us during this time to kind of slow everything down and really take a look at those key pieces in our life that we need to allow him to move as opposed to trying to control where those pieces go for ourselves. And so, yeah, I think that whole surrendering has been really difficult for me because, you know, normally... I like to have things on schedule, you know, just like Alex likes to have her to-do list. I like to have things on schedule. <laughs> I have it all laid out, mapped out. We got the, the same time. agenda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, this whole control factor, you know, it's like, no, Rachel, like, let me have it. Let me have it all. Let me take care of it. And so being able to kind of have this time has really allowed me to also have this moment of, of being able to reflect on where I used to be, where God found me, and where he's taken me, and to trust that he's still in charge, that he's still going to take me to the next step, and to the next step, and to the next step. And it's, it's going to be his time, and his will, and not what I plan in my will. In theory, it sounds simple enough, but because of our humanity, it's just so hard to let go and so hard to just allow him and to just follow. But I feel like we're working on it. And, and you know, God's been very gentle with me during this time in some places and, and a lot more firmer in others, but always in a loving fatherly way. And it's just been really great to see that he loves me. And there was something I recently heard that I want to share with you guys in this. I saw something on Instagram. This is like amazing. Was a young person. She was talking to God one day and she recognized God's response to her. She was asking God how much he really loved her because there are so many people to love in this world. And how special was she? Because she didn't think she was all that special. And she recognized his response to her. And that was, you are so special that I made you so unique and so different than everyone else. And there is a special place in this whole world of my creation for you. And there is a special mission that I've given you. 
And there is a special place in my heart that I hold for you alone, no one else but you. And recognizing that gave her the strength to be able to just allow him to work in her life. And and that was just a huge reminder that I don't have to do all of these things for God to love me. He's going to love me anyway. And so I just need to be ready when he's there to ask me to do something or want, you know, or wants me to do something for him, for someone else and to serve others. And so yeah, this it's just been a lot of releasing a lot of my previous expectations of myself and ideas of where I'm supposed to be going or what I'm supposed to be doing and allowing God to work in that. And so it's been a place of, of peace to actually be free from all of those things and to just let him work on me. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What about you, Alex? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, it was a great reminder of that phrase, really quick, Rach, as you talked about God and silence, the phrase that we are human beings, not doing. So yeah. when we're trying to do all the time, then we don't be. So there's no better place to be than when God gives us those silences and those slow down times. Mm-hmm. Alex, how has this last year been for you? Yeah, I um, I resonate with a lot of the things you're saying. I think uh, in particular with this season of growth, Papa's favorite saint was St. Therese of Lisieux. So I've been thinking about her a lot for a while, for years, but I think especially in applying the little things in everyday life and how I don't know how big they could end up being, but I've just been thinking about how a lot of the little things are really some of the biggest things. And one of the things that you were mentioning, just um, that we're kind of forced out of, in a sense, even though if you really want to be busy, you could load up your time with a whole bunch of Zoom calls um, and whatever it may be, right? But we're still forced into having to be okay with being with just ourselves or being in a, being in a different type of silence. And thinking of St. Therese of Lisieux, there's also a, a quote by St. Teresa of Calcutta that I was thinking about and was in uh, my prayer recently. And I was just reminded of it. And so I just wanted to read it. And she said that everybody today seems to be in such a terrible rush, anxious for greater developments and greater riches and so on, so that children have very little time for their parents. Parents have very little time for each other. And in the home begins the disruption of peace in the world. And I was just thinking about how not even just in our family homes, but just in our kind of what you guys are talking about, our interior peace, like our bodies being a a temple and are they filled with peace most of the time or a false sense of peace where we're just tricking ourselves and going through motions or lying to ourselves in a number of ways because we don't want to deal with certain things. And I think when I was thinking about this topic today, the psalm and the gospel really spoke to my heart, especially. Psalm 23 has touched my heart in a whole new way in the past two years. And I thought it was a a beautiful prelude to the gospel, especially just thinking about the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. It continues to go on, like, even though I can walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And this comfort that can only be found by him amid all of these times or trials or difficulties. And then in the gospel, it's really beautiful because the disciples come back from 
going out on their mission and, you know, teaching whatever Jesus has taught them. And in the homily today, I really like the point where he was like, you know, think about if he came back to your boss um, and it's your first day or something like that. Think about if he came back to your boss and you said, oh, I did, did all these things, check them off, did them perfectly. What he or she would say to you, probably that, uh, okay, great. I'll give you more work and this and that, whatever it may be. Right. But then he mentioned how Jesus in the gospel, he emphasizes the need to rest and the need for balance, where no matter what your job is, no matter what ministry or area of your life that you're involved in, the need to take care of yourself and rest and recharge is so important. And it's so easy to get caught up in ignoring that. And I think something I've really been thinking a lot about is this need to rest. Sometimes your body tells you <laughs> in different ways that this rest is necessary. And I think the pandemic kind of gave us the opportunity. I mean, there's so many different graces that we can think about. I think essentially sometimes a, a forced rest, we can experience it in our lives where we have to do that. But I think the pandemic brought out this in a new way. And I think I, I've been really reflecting on very small ways that the Lord is calling me to be purified and offer things and be inspired by St. Therese's little way. And I know we were talking about St. Therese um, earlier and just about how she had passed away so early in her life. And yet this whole, like, I love talking about the whole concept of time because it's so cool because God is totally outside of that. And he shows this through his saints and everyone, but it's just so cool that even though she passed away so young, her work is still being done. She can still intercede for us outside of, of these bonds of time that we go by. And just think about how really no time is wasted with God. I mean, we can waste our time, but if we even just take extra time in silence, whether it's like 30 seconds to start with, you just have no idea what fruit he can bring in your life from that. So yeah, I think I, I've just been thinking a lot about rest and I think patience because it's very easy to lose patience, not only with others, but with myself. And um, I think just really focusing on the present moment each and every day, which is uh, really easy for it to escape. And I know, Rachel, one of the things you're talking about reminded me of the litany of trust. Um, which is, man, such a beautiful litany. I really love it. And it just like reminds you and touches your heart in different ways each time. And whenever there's any type of anxiety or worry, how that is just a portion of my heart lacking trust in him. And so just also allowing myself to be patient with myself, because if I am getting too impatient with myself or focusing too much on that, then I'm going inward too much. And I think some of the things that I've really appreciated on St. Therese's little ways, as little ways that I can be brought outside of myself and how I've seen that take place, especially in this specific season of growth in these past months of us like journeying together. So yeah, a couple of saints, St. Joseph, my favorite, and St. Therese inspiring me in different ways. I just thought that was cool, Alex, in hearing you bring up St. Therese, that it sounds like she's really working with the spirits movement in our lives and in so many lives. And it reminds me more and more of how she's such a saint for our times. Mm. The one who can really show us how to make holiness concrete and tangible yeah so real like we think it's something so far from us but she just shows us like the reality and it's just so cool how god 
can work through all of our uniqueness in order to bring his love to others and like and especially for us to know it and I really like how you were mentioning St. Therese Alex and just kind of echoing what Eric was saying and adding a little bit more to it is that I just love how messy we are and and how much St. Therese reminds us of how little we are, you know, in that way. It's like nothing we can do could ever be great without God. And so we're not perfect. We need him. And even though we have this podcast and we talk about our strive for holiness and our path to sainthood, hopefully, you know, that's the goal and that's what we're working towards. But all of this just reminds us just about how far we have to go, you know, and yeah. how little we are. And and it's humbling. And, and that's what St. Therese reminds us of. It's like, you're not going to get very far without him, right? You could try to do all these things on your own, but you're not going to get very far without him. And really and truly, all you have to do is rely on him. All you have to do is trust him, just like a child trusts in their mother, a child just trusts in in God and accepts that he exists so innocently and so pure. And that's like her way is just to be like that, just to innocently accept that we're just human. We're just as small as we can be. And he will take us the rest of the way. Isn't that what she said when she was like, he's going to lift her up to heaven, basically. She just has to stretch out her arms. You know, that's the image that I get when I think of her little way is just making myself smaller so that he will pick me up and he'll take me there. <laughs> yeah, the more the more childlike and helpless we are means the more attractive we are to him, right? Which is such a paradox in our life because usually feeling helpless and small and weak is a sign of losing control and failure. But yeah, such such amazing graces I think come from come from her lessons and uh and yeah, we really encourage you to read some texts or listen to some talks that are based on on the little way. And I love as well, just like how he meets us in all the mess that we create. While we were sinners, he died for us because he loved us that much that even in our messes, he's willing to come and meet us there. And the more messier we are and the more his power shows in that when he's able to redeem us from all of that. Thank you too for those reflections. And uh, we hope that for all the listeners that you are, are using this summertime especially to reflect on the lessons the Lord has undoubtedly taught you about how you've grown this year and the spiritual lessons that the pandemic has brought because I think the lessons are so unique to all the kinds of people that there are and he really does want us to have that spirit of recollection and silence from time to time especially when when the world really forces us to slow down. So at this point, we'll move into the woman at the well reference. Because there wasn't a very clear cut reference to the topic of growth and just how we had grown in the woman at the well, we thought we would link the relationship to the woman at the well with the saint feast day that just recently passed. And that is Saint Mary Magdalene. In some ways, she could be thought of as a woman whose past and story are very similar to, to that of the woman at the well, but she definitely has a lot to teach us about growth. And Rachel, what were your thoughts on the woman at the well and growth and St. Mary Magdalene? Oh, so many thoughts. Um, there's so many strong female characters in the Bible. I, I hope one day we get to talk about them a little bit more in depth, but 
We speak a lot about the women at the well, and Erica, you're bringing in St. Mary Magdalene, and I think there's some parallels in their story. And one of the things that I think really reflect the spirit of growth in the story of the women at the well, you know, is a little obvious, is that there's this transformative love that happens. We've talked about this a lot in the past of, of how she was this woman going to the well at this hour, hiding from society and, you know, living life in a way that's not in line with what Jesus had willed for her. And he spoke to her and there was this transformation and now she became someone new. And where have we heard the story before? But of course, in the story of St. Mary Magdalene and in that lovely show that, you know, we've talked about this season on The Chosen, there's this really famous line. It's one of my favorite lines from that show is, and I think they made a t-shirt out of it too. All I know is that I was one way and then another. And in between this thing that happened was him. I think that's so amazing in, in that, again, it's reflecting this transformative love and this story of redemption through Jesus Christ. This story of Jesus being able to gently love somebody enough to move them and make them feel that love and move them with that love to a place where they were hidden in shame to come out into the open and to be transformed by this one act of love from God and be able to then in her brokenness, redeem and rebuild these parts of her life that had shame and that had brokenness and that had guilt and had all of these negative feelings that we sometimes feel. But really, this applies to any of us. This is the power. This is the redeeming grace and the glorious power of our Lord with one act of love, how he can just transform our hearts and to recognize our identity and be courageous enough because of his love, not because of our own doing, but because of his love, because of the way he loves us, we're able to now go out into the world and be somebody new. He makes us new. He makes us clean. And he doesn't condemn us as long as we change to orient our lives towards him. And it's a freedom that comes from that. There's this freedom, this release from all of the baggage that we've been carrying, this freedom from all of the things that were holding us back from loving the way God loves us. Because now when he loves us in this way, just like St. Mary Magdalene and the woman at the well, you have the courage to now love somebody in the exact same way, to love somebody out of their pit, to love somebody out of where their darkness was and to bring them into the light to say no. Like you are, you are more than this. You are more than this darkness. You are more than all of the things that are holding you back and God can make you new again. And so it's this introduction into this amazing love. And this is the true love story of the Bible. So yeah, I mean, I could go on, <laughs> but it's just, I think that St. Mary Magdalene, we also have to mention is really the fact that not only was she transformed, but she now, in, in her own way, understood that only with God, only following him, would she be able to continue to journey towards him. And I think that's the thing that all of us want to do with this season of growth, is to continue, not just stop when we feel the love and be content with that, but to continue to journey and follow him so that we keep transforming. It's a constant 
daily change. It's a constant transformation until we are with God in the end. Like we have to keep transforming and orienting everything that we do to him so that we can then be like him because that's the ultimate goal. And so, yeah, I think with that, I think we can also move into our God incident. So our final God incident of season two. What a year it's been. Um, All of us have experienced so many different things during this year. It's been such a roller coaster of events, emotions, experiences, transformations for all of us. There's been great blessings, great losses, and lots in between. But I think for my final God incident in season two, what I want to talk about is, we've mentioned this in the past, in one way or another, we're all linked to the Legion of Mary. And I think all of us have this true devotion to our Blessed Mother. And one of the things that I wanted to share today was just that in the Legion of Mary, uh, one of the things that people are called to do and we strive to be like is our Blessed Mother and to try to become as close as possible to loving like our Blessed Mother. And so my God incident is really about this gratitude. I guess I've been so blessed getting to know a lot of legionaries and I don't know if all of you know, but it's actually the 100th anniversary of the Legion of Mary this September. And in that time and in, in this ministry, it's, it's worldwide. It's a global ministry. So there's so many legionaries around the world, over millions of legionaries. And the ones that I've gotten to know, the ones that have this devotion to our Blessed Mother, some of them just exude her qualities and her character and and just teach me how to be like her and so my god incident is just this real gratitude towards those individuals who strive to be virtuous who strive to be holy like our blessed mother and who love like she does so that i can feel that here and i could try to emulate that as they mentor me and as i learn from them and That includes the two of you as well. And so there's just this gratitude that I have for everyone striving to be like our Blessed Mother and closer to Jesus. Yeah, thank you. So Alex, how about you? What's your final God incident of season two? Yeah, that's awesome. I love you mentioning the Legion and how powerful it is because yeah, it definitely has been a part of our lives or or struck us in numerous, countless ways, I'm sure. Uh, But I love that, especially the reflection on on Mama Mary. And I think uh, last God incident of this season, um, and I won't be able to say this for any other season, is just reflecting on daily, the little but big powerful movements of my little galdem in my womb, who by the time we start season three will no longer be inside of me, which I am soaking up every single day of because I absolutely love it but I think it it's just every movement and way that we communicate with each other because she really does communicate with me and respond is just such a reminder of this immense love from God for me and for her and I've just been so appreciative of it and really being present with as much as I can or, or with it and soaking 
it up every day. And the joy is just so real. I just can't even really explain the love I feel in my heart for her and just know that, gosh, my love is nothing in compared to God's love. <laughs> and so my God incident is really feeling um, the Lord's love through every little movement. And she is super, super active. Every doctor, every time and technician says how active she is. Um, and I'm very grateful for it. Just soaking up this last little time with her. I don't want it to end, but I'll uh, just accept into the journey of whatever is to come uh, one step at a time. But yeah, Erica, how about yours? Thanks for sharing that, Alex. I think we've, in watching you kind of go through this pregnancy, we've been more and more just excited for how how this journey of motherhood and fatherhood is, is going to change you and your husband. Uh, we can't wait to meet her either. So um, that's, that's a beautiful thought as it comes close to the end of the, of the term. I think for me, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned a lot of like books and religious books and talks and stuff in the past, but I'll keep it simple this time. One weird God incident that I've been thankful for, just this feature on my Apple watch that reminds me to breathe. So for 10 minutes a day, it sort of pops up and it times you minute by minute and measures like inhale, exhale. And, you know, if I do something like stop and start moving, then it tells me my breathing session was interrupted. Uh, I'm sure different people can use that app feature for different things, but I find I can really time it with my examine prayer or just a contemplative prayer for five to 10 minutes, because it really forces me to sit in the silence and have that spirit of recollection with the Lord and think about how I can actually practice abandonment to the Holy Spirit through the breathing. So yeah, if any of you have it, maybe there are phone apps that do the same thing. Um, try to set yourself breathing reminders. As weird as it sounds, uh, we all definitely need it. And that brings our last episode of season two to a close with the same prayer that we end all of our episodes with. And that is a Hail Mary for a deeper uh, consecration and abandonment to our Blessed Mother. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Awesome. Guys, thank you for listening. Or ladies and gents, thanks for listening to our last episode of season two. We do hope that you'll continue to join us in the fall. Follow us on Instagram. We have Facebook. Feel free to message us and our website at thewell.ca. And wherever you're listening right now, if you can't listen here anymore, just so you know, we're also available directly on our website on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And we look forward in continuing to journey with you in season three. So stay tuned and have a beautiful day or night whenever you're listening to this. Bye, all. God bless. Bye. Bye.